Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Julie Stokes, founder of the Survivors Cancer Action Network. Been talking about pieces of legislation signed by the governor this past week. On the text line, um, Julie, it says, biomarking testing for cancer seems like a great idea. Question, these testing results would become part of a patient's permanent medical Therefore, it seems possible, probable that insurance companies could deny coverage for treatment of a particular cancer as a known pre-existing condition? Yeah, you know, that has come to my attention, and I feel like something was done to solve for that. But you know what? I'm writing that down as possible legislation for next year right now because, um, you know, something that science wouldn't have known anyway shouldn't be counted against you. Now, the good news is that you're not typically, these biomarkers are actually from a known cancer. So these particular biomarkers under this test aren't what they call germline. What germline means is that it passes from your mom and your dad to you. These are mutations that occur and they've occurred in that cancer, in that tumor. And so it's not quite as bad as like, if they started to use germline results against you as a pre-existing condition. But that is definitely something that I think should be looked into. I believe they passed a law that they couldn't, um, they couldn't uh, hold that against you in life insurance. I know it was legislated a couple of years ago, so I'm going to look into that. And, and now that you mentioned life insurance, I remember reading something about it, but I think you're right. I think it was relative to life insurance. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, now these mutations, again, that's when you know you have cancer. But if they find something in a germline test that would make you more applicable or more um, able, like, more likely to get cancer, that shouldn't be held against you because science has moved forward and you're taking care of yourself and trying to find things out. So um, I definitely want to look into that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out how fast it moves from experimental to non-experimental if there's a declination that's available yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, well. yeah. So let's yeah, talk so, about um, Senate Resolution 77, Medical Records Portability, um, yeah. that uh, talks about recommendations on giving individuals greater access to their own health records As I was reading through that, it it struck me as a little odd that you don't have the ability to see the entirety of your medical record. Yeah, what's difficult is that now that we've entered into the world of electronic medical records, um, you know, you, you can easily, like, I've got this beautiful chart, you know, that I can go to and see my Oshner, my LCMC, because they happen to be on the same system. Um, but when it comes to just transferring those records over to your doctor, if your doctor moves or if you have a new doctor, you're going to find all kinds of problems and not just being able, like you can go to the hospital and have them print them all out, um, because you do own your own information. But when it comes to what's in any one of these electronic systems, you kind of, I mean, it's your information, but it's not as easy to transfer as you might think. And then even if you can transfer it, one of the problems that happens is that if you're like me and a cancer survivor and you've got a ton of scans and MRIs and PET scans and everything under the sun, 
a lot of times those scans are written in a different language depending on what machine and manufacturer so they don't easily transfer over to the new doctor and quite frankly health insurance is spending a ton of money to redo everything so that your new doctor or your doctor who's moved can access your information so um, we're going to be working with the department, Louisiana Department of Health, um, during the course of this year to figure out how to give people better access, quicker access, and, you know, a way so that the new doctor can see what has gone on. One of the ways that we thought about, um, and I, we have not talked to LDH about this yet, was that if, if somebody's a licensed physician and they give permission and they ask to look at it, and the user, the patient, gives permission that they can have a login that would, you know, pull the information over um, or at least let them look at it. And so, yeah, I think it's harder to figure out what to do about the scans, but hopefully in the course of this year um, we'll get that figured out. Is it a good idea to try and get as much of your record in a hard copy and keep it yourself? You know, I'd say for sure right now, um, but, it, you know, if, if you're well, so easy, right? But if you've yeah. had things like cancer, I mean, my record would probably be a foot thick, you know. Right. So um, it gets to be kind of a lot. Um, but, you know, yes, absolutely. If whatever you can get and whatever you can get on disc, you should, you should obtain. Now, you know, I've had a few times where I've brought a disc. Even one time it was just a tooth a tooth scan that was done for a tooth eye, and the doctor had to redo the scan because the original scan couldn't be read on his machine, you know? So um, it, it's complicated, and there is, like, a, a lot of concern, I remember, amongst people in our community about the electronic medical records and people being able to get a hold of it. So, you know, for me, it's so important that we get it figured out um, because when I go somewhere new that doesn't have everything in their system, it takes forever. I mean, it takes me forever to fill out the questionnaire, and it gets to the point where you don't want to go anywhere new because you don't want to fill out the questionnaire again if, you're, if your yeah. health history is complicated. Yeah, and, and your history is so important as to where you are and where you could ultimately end up. And with that, if you don't mind me asking, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, you know, I I went through five months of chemotherapy and then went through a pretty difficult surgery and uh, was pronounced cancer-free in January of 2018. So, but the last half of my 2017, 2017 was a rough year, um, but I've been cancer-free since then. And, you know, when I found that lump, I found a lump in my breast, and I, we didn't have any cancer in my family of any substance, and I just thought, Julie, you're being paranoid again. It's just some kind of cyst. Don't worry about it. I waited two months, but I had had a, I had a, I had a, a scan like four or five months before that. I had a mammogram that showed clean, nothing, so I really didn't think a lot of it, and, um, you know, if I'd have done the right thing and gone quickly to my doctor. I might have been able to run for treasurer and the whole course of my life might not have been thrown off trajectory, you know. But um, I think that's one of the most important things. You know, I'm lucky that I'm healed now. But um, if you can catch it before you have to do five months of chemo, you definitely should. <laughs> you no, definitely. no, no doubt. And, and um, 
it's great news to hear that you're you're cancer free uh still uh, four years out that's awesome and uh congratulations to you congratulations uh, also to you and all of the folks that you work with on these bills and, and, and passages, Sam, I saw that uh, State Senator Kirk Talbot and Representative Jerry Lacombe were there at the signing yes. with you guys and a bunch of folks, healthcare professionals and other advocacy groups. Yes. And we really appreciate the work that y'all do. And congratulations to you and everyone that was involved. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, Senator Talbot uh, has been a godsend for us. He's been our staunch ally. He's just been an enormous help. And, you know, uh, Senator, I mean, sorry, actually Representative Lacombe is running for Senator at the moment. And he lost his own mother and has his own cancer not-for-profit. And he's been an incredible advocate for us as well, as have many of the people that sit on um, the insurance committees and the health and welfare committees. Couldn't do it without them. Um, it's, It's meant so much. Awesome. Don't mean to be rude, but got to get to a break. Thank you so much for joining us. Truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks.